Welcome back to another in our episodes with Summit Point. I'm Richard Pyatt. This particular episode is one of our Community Connections episodes, where we highlight a partnership that Summit Point has in the community with various organizations that really help to get things done. Today, we're talking with Michelle Pasco, whom you may remember when we talked about what she does as a veteran navigator at Summit Point. And also with us today is Russell Bell, the local recovery coordinator at the Battle Creek Veterans Administration. Welcome to you both. Thanks for having me, Richard. Yeah, good afternoon. So this um, is, I would say, a somewhat key partnership, isn't it? Michelle, you are busy with your outreach in the community to veterans and helping them access resources. So this seems like a natural connection for Summit Point to have the open dialogue and connection with the VA. True? Yes, it is. So talk about what this is meant to do, this connection, from the Summit Point perspective. I think we're pretty lucky to be able to have a VA right in our community. So I think that's a plus to be able to have that other resource. So with that, with my job, I'm helping people get connected to the VA. That's probably one of the first things I ask somebody if they are connected. Um, and if they're not, then I will then link them to the to the VA to see if they are eligible for services. And then a lot of times, um, I do know many different people at the VA. So a lot of times they will refer people to me if they need extra support. And then I support the VA that way as well. All right. So Russell, talk about what a local recovery coordinator is meant to do. Well, Richard, a local recovery coordinator is a position at every VA, and the purpose is really mental health recovery. It's focusing on ensuring that we're doing recovery-centered care, patient-centered care, um, making sure our veterans, our community partners are part of the process. Um, I think traditionally, if you go back into the history of the VA, people would often feel in the community that we were very disconnected from the community. And we sort of took care of our veterans on our own and we don't need your help. And I think um, in more latter years, um, like within the lat, you know, the 2000s, a real recovery bent came into focus of we really need to be looking at all the partners and get away from that mindset. So the local recovery um, coordinator was the individual that was really there to try to bridge some of those gaps connect, um, educating the community about what the VA was, what we did, how we could partner together. And through that, obviously, one of our bigger partners that, that we really rely on through the agencies in the community is the veteran navigators that work with us. And because the reality is, is um, we're so lucky to be in the state of Michigan because we're one of two states that have veteran navigators. And so it's been great to have individuals like Michelle who really come and let us know what the needs are in the community. And I won't say that we are perfect. <laughs> we always struggle to do better. And, um, but, you know, Michelle is always there to kind of help direct us along with the other veteran navigators in the state of Michigan. So from your perspective, Russell, then the goal of this partnership is to, to allow a veteran navigator to be sort of an extension of what you're already doing, perhaps to help reach more people that might need to be connected to the VA. Is that a fair statement? 
That is a very fair statement. I think one of the biggest issues is there's this assumption that, you know, veterans know about the VA, that they know how to connect with the VA, that they automatically are getting services through the VA. And the reality is the majority of veterans in our community do not receive, receive services through the VA. So when these veterans are struggling and they're out there, um, whether they don't believe they're veterans and believe it or not, there's a lot of individuals out there that are veterans who don't even know that they are veterans. They, they perceive it as, well, I didn't serve in combat or I didn't, I didn't retire from the military. So they believe that is the expectation of being a veteran. And because of that, some of them don't know to reach out to the VA. Then there's others due to their own issues, whether they may mental health, physical, or just a psych or social issues, um, are struggling and don't even know the process of reaching out to the VA. And this is really where the veteran navigators have been, you know, just a godsend for veterans in the community because they're the ones who very often get the first call. Our, the veteran comes in contact with some agency or program, and then suddenly um, individuals like Michelle get a phone call saying, hey, there's this veteran, and um, they need something. Can you help them? And then through there, very often, I might get a phone call um, from Michelle or one of the veteran navigators saying, hey, Russell, there's this veteran. How do we connect him with this or how do we connect him with that? Um, so it's been really beneficial because I think there's a lot of veterans that would have been struggling and still in the community without the veteran navigator program. That's wild. I'm I'm lingering on what you said, Russell, about some veterans who don't think they're veterans, uh, I kind of did a, you know, a shake my head. What? Michelle, do you see that? People who are veterans who don't think they are? Yes. And to add to that, many times women do not consider themselves veterans. So just like Russell said, I mean, it's people maybe who didn't serve, you know, they served during peacetime. Um, so they just don't feel, they don't call themselves veterans. So that's why one of the big questions when we're asking somebody is, is have you served in the military instead of are you a veteran? Because yeah. when you say that to some of are more apt than to say, yeah, I did serve. And then that, then you can kind of go into that whole, well, have you reached out to the VA and then kind of get into that conversation? So yes, we still see that a lot of people do not see if they only did their two years or four years, they just don't think that they are considered a veteran, but they are. You, Michelle, quite literally will meet someone who served in the military who has VA benefits available to them who might not think they deserve them. There's one, I suppose, just by virtue of whatever their service was. But they also haven't taken the initiative to make that outreach. So you might take their hand and go introduce them to Russell. Yeah, we'll make sure that, you know, I actually, I carry packets with me. So this way, if I do come across anybody, if they need support, I'll help them fill out the packet. Even at times, I've even dropped them off because they didn't have transportation. So to making sure they, they can get into services. The nice part about this role is I can see my people anywhere you know, their home, the community, whatever. So because I'm, you know, more the outreach. So I do have a little bit more flexibility than people that work directly at the VA to be able to, you know, go out and meet with people. And that's probably part of the key part of this, right, Russell, that um, you can't juggle at all. And veteran no, navigators uh, help help with that. Absolutely. I mean, we, although we have individuals that um, we have like military to VA, um, program, which 
which really works to try to locate those veterans that have just come out of the service. And although we have other programs that do provide community services, really tracking down some veteran who's just struggling in the community, um, we don't have that. And a lot of what that's a lot of where we really lean heavily on our veteran navigators, because if we get phone calls about a veteran who's just sort of, you know, hanging out there, it, you know, we'd love to bring them in, but we don't really have that way to have somebody go knock on the door and say, hey, I heard you're a veteran and have you thought about getting services? And that's where the veteran navigators have a lot more leeway and flexibility. And that's where, you know, at times we may be making the phone call saying, hey, we heard about this individual in the community, their mom's calling about them, <laughs> you know, but they won't call us. And, you know, maybe if you could reach out to them and that's where the veteran navigator will sometimes sort of slide in and just say, hey, I heard you're a veteran. Have you thought about the VA services? And because um, I think uh, there's a lot of problems with veterans. Um, part of it is as veterans, we very much tend to want to feel like we're strong, we're tough, we can take care of ourselves. Um, in the military, I hate to say it, but there is kind of a stigma of, of being weak and not being able to hold up your own end of the bargain. And the other aspect of it is in the military is so structured that all your needs are really kind of met in, in a way where if you need a doctor's appointment, here's a little piece of paper, you're going to do that today. If you're going to need this, here's your dentist appointment. And you're going to get take care of that today. So when you get out of the service, that's all been done for you for the past four, six, eight years. Mm. And now you're out. And the idea of actually, how do I connect? What do I do? What am I supposed to do to take care of myself? It might not be there. You might be just struggling to figure out how, how do I find a job? Where am I going to live? I'm coming out of the service where everything made sense and all the people were like me, and then I come home where all my friends are gone, you know, because they've sort of moved on, and my family has lived without me for the past four years, so I don't really feel like I fit in anymore. So, you know, I have this huge adjustment issue with these veterans coming out of the service. So then adding to that, oh, by the way, you need to go find services for yourself. That's probably the minimum and least thing in their mind. They're just trying to figure out how to swim. You know, and that's where it's so beneficial to have the veteran navigators who are all veterans and who understand what that feels like and says, hey, you know, we got you. We'll, we'll get you taken care of. Boy, that is a really effective way of framing that, Russell, the way you you just talked about what kind of frame of mind someone might be in as they exit the service and and how that's different from when they were serving. And that makes a whole lot of sense. I also gleaned from that, the whole pride thing. And Michelle, you probably see this, uh, someone who could avail themselves of services, but that whole thing that Russell talked about, about being strong and, and, and all of that, that gets in the way sometimes, doesn't it? Yes. A lot of people just feel like they can't ask for help, that they can do it. And so a lot of times coming in there when we are working with the individuals, it's building that rapport with them um, to be able to, you know, let them know. And I think once people understand where we're coming from and how that is a benefit to them, many times they will want to get the help and, you know, then we're able to connect them. One thing I wanted to add was also is that with my um, particular position, I work with anybody who has served regardless of their discharge. 
So say if they're not eligible for the VA for multiple reasons, whether it was a dishonorable discharge, if they're not service connected and there's an income, um, you know, with the eligibility, um, I can work with those individuals. So I might not be referring them directly maybe to the VA, but other community partners to get the help. And that's another thing. If Russ or anybody else at the VA comes across people who don't qualify for the VA, that's a great link to link them back to us as navigators, because then we can still, you know, acknowledge and treat them for the time that they did and still get them to the resources that they need. Probably good to explain a little bit about the um, eligibility aspect of that, because that's something that does come up to be uh Basically, Title 38 is a federal code of regulations that we use to determine who can receive VA services. And basically, it says you have to serve, you know, the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps, Coast Guard, Space Force. We have to serve in one of the services, and you have to be discharged with anything other than a dishonorable. So if you get any other discharge other than a dishonorable, you pretty much can receive services. Unfortunately, a lot of times when people hear they, they assume that, oh, this dishonorable, a lot of people get dishonorables. No, well, not a lot of people really get dishonorables. That's very rare. It's like getting a felony in the real world. You've really mm-hmm. sort of screwed up somehow. And I won't say there hasn't been some situations that the military had to backtrack because they were dealing with individuals who might have had PTSD or some other issues and their behaviors became problematic. But there's even then ways that we can upgrade discharges. You know, so if we determine that that discharge may have been a result of a mental health issue that was untreated or some other thing, you know, the person can ask to have that discharge upgraded. But unfortunately, yes, if you meet certain requirements, we can't really allow you to get VA services because you won't meet that requirement. That being said, there was also other issues, other discharges that sometimes made it difficult for veterans to receive care at the VA, too less than honorable things of those natures. Um, Recently, the VA did come out with a compact act, and that's a newer act, and it really deals with mental health. And it's for veterans that are in crisis. And so with the exception of dishonorable discharge, if a veteran's in crisis, it's kind of a, we will give you care, emergency mental health care. And um, it basically will be from 30 to 90 days. Um, There's a lot of caveats to it. I I could probably take up a whole hour to go through all the caveats of that one. But it's just something for people to know. If they have somebody who is a family member or a friend who's a veteran and they're struggling mentally, they don't got to worry whether they're enrolled or not enrolled. We're going to get them in the care and take care of them. We'll sort out the other stuff later. Mm. And the great thing with the veteran navigator is maybe we'll determine they can't receive ongoing care. We'll work with the community to make sure that they continue their care there. So, Michelle, how do you at Summit Point gauge the success of this relationship that you have with the VA through Russell? Do you say, well, you know, I met six people this month and uh, I, I handed them to Russell and said, here, here's some here's some folks who need help. How do you measure that? I think that's hard because um, I'd have to say me and Russell also sit on a bunch of different committees as well. So we're constantly always talking about 
um, people that we come in contact that might need like support. But I would say that when we know, when I'm not getting calls from my veterans anymore, I mean, mm. that's one of the big things. If if I can get them linked to the VA and then they can get their, some of their needs met there and I don't get a call back and they're doing what they need to do, I think that's a good indication as far as that goes. But the nice part is, is because we have a very well working relationship, we're able to also if something does come up, we can still kind of rely on each other to kind of, you know, help um, certain veterans that may need it. So this is the great thing about the Veteran Navigator. I've seen a huge increase of veterans making their way to us through the Veteran Navigator system. And I think part of that was in the beginning, it was really us learning about each other more. We've done a lot to try to bridge that gap. One of the things we've done is we do a, every other month, we kind of have a meeting where we do education for the veteran navigators, letting them know about the different services at our VA, because I'll be honest with you, I've worked here 21 years and I still learn about things I don't know about. That's just the way the VA is. There's so much here. There's so many things. So part of our job is really to educate the veteran navigators about the different point people, mm. who, what services they can offer the veterans, what those services can do for the veteran. So that um, every other month we have that meeting. It's a great, it's been a great resource because I will say prior to that meeting, everybody called me directly for all the resources. And now I'm getting less and less phone calls because I'm slowly making, <laughs> they're slowly getting connected to like eligibility and to the different cert homeless programming and all the different services that are available. So they know how to directly connect to somebody in those programs. So that's been helpful. Um, so um and as our as our relationship grows, I see that we integrate the veteran navigators in more and more of what we do. When we have events, when we have summits, it's 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 an automatic. It's just me saying, hey, Michelle, you're gonna be there, right? You know, I mean, so <laughs> and you know, they're yep, uh, we'll be there. We're gonna be and that's just one of the benefits because I think we really see each other as just true partners. And, you know, the and it's got to the point it's like, you know frickin' frack, you know, there's a VA, there's a veteran navigator, it's just going to happen. And, and it's been beneficial because I think they bring in some transparency and legitimacy where sometimes where we might be a little mystical in the veteran's eyes. Mm. They're able to say, no, you don't need to worry. I know it's a big, scary place, but you'll, we'll figure this out. And I mean, I think what we do is we just offer a plethora of resources once a person can figure out how to decode them and figure out how to get through them. Russell, you made an interesting point earlier that Michigan is only one of two states that have veteran navigators. That is correct. Uh, Texas would be the other state. Wow. That's an incredible uh, statement. Hopefully this catches on elsewhere. You know, it's interesting because both of you had military service. Michelle, does that help? break barriers when you're trying to talk to people who might be a little trepidatious about accessing services? Oh, for sure. I think sometimes, um, I always say sometimes veterans like to talk to other veterans. So once they kind of know, know that, you know, I've served and I'm, you know, understand where they're coming from, I think they're more apt than trust me and being able to get them to where they need to be. So definitely, I think it's an advantage uh, for me and for the people that's, you know, the, the veterans that I'm working with. How about you, Russell? You know, it's the, uh, I always say it's kind of like the skeleton key. It sort of opens all the doors. In a lot of ways, I'm a therapist. 
there's a benefit of being able to be straight talk at times where I wouldn't be able to have that if I didn't have that veteran experience. And that's beneficial to really cut through some of the BS because we sometimes as veterans are our own worst enemies hmm. and we will throw up uh, big barriers and roadblocks about why we can't do things or, or you don't know how hard it is or whatever. And I think when a veteran comes in, they can just, they can call BS on it and they can say, <laughs> no, stop. We're, we're, we all have gone through this. You're no, you're not special here. Let's get to it. And, you know, and it sort of, uh, it wakes them up. You know, we don't have to do that, that long process of trying to create that trust that sometimes therapists have to create. All right. So this connection in the community for Summit Point and for the VA clearly is useful for both of you. If someone's listening to yes. this and they're a veteran or they know one who needs to access services, Michelle, can they just call Summit Point? Uh, or maybe they have that thing that Russ talked about, a little bit of anxiety about the the big VA and how do I how do I get in there and, and get connected? Can they just reach out to Summit Point and you'll help? Yeah. So what I, again, really like about my position is that um, they don't have to be Summit Point customers. Um, I do have some that are and that, you know, I have linked them as well. Um, but I can serve anybody in the community. So um, I get my referrals from multiple places, um, the hospital, um, like I said, a lot from the VA, the police, like different types of um, different community uh, partners. But yeah, they can just call me up and then we set a time and then whatever they're needing and what their need is at that time, um, then I'm um, uh, reaching out and and uh, getting them hooked up to those services. And being, like I said, my first question anytime I meet with anybody is, you know, if they um, go to the VA and then because we want to make sure we have that great resource in our community that we get them linked there so they can get that, you know, the supports that they need. So we start there and then, then we just kind of go from there. Russell, I'm sure there's some folks listening who say, no, nah, I really want to know what services I could access at the VA and I'm not afraid to speak up. Do they just walk in? What happens? You know what? There's no wrong way. That's the thing. There's really no wrong way to access the VA. I mean, you can come in. We will get you connected to one of our eligibility specialists who will, will check to see if you're eligible for services. If you go to the BattleCreekVA.gov, they, they will walk you. You can go on their website, which will walk you through the process of doing this also, um, you know, through the uh virtual world versus just coming in face to face. You know, we try to really create no wrong door nowadays. So um, no matter how you come to us, it's just a matter of finding out, am, are you eligible? Now, unfortunately, the reality is eligibility is going to be a lot of different things. It's going to be depending on time frames. It's going to be tending upon type of service you had. It could depend on how much money you make. I mean, these are all aspects of eligibility, but I do tell veterans, Nothing's stopping you from coming in and just applying for your VA services. And just because they say no doesn't mean in two years, Congress won't change some of the rules and you won't be eligible for it then. 
The other aspect I would say that is a big thing is there's a lot of veterans out there that should be accessing service connection. And service connection is basically an injury that was received while in service of your country. Whether it was a physical injury, a mental injury, it doesn't matter. Um, it's what the VA does to make sure we're addressing that issue with you. So a lot of veterans don't have an idea. I'm sure Michelle deals with a lot of these veterans who who uh, have no knowledge that they could actually apply for a, a compensation pension with the VA. Now, that does go through the VBA, the Veterans Benefits Administration. Let's talk a little bit about that because I think people get the VA. They think the VA is the hospital. Mm-hmm. There's the VHA. Veterans Hospital Administration. There is the Veterans Benefit Administration. They deal with education. They deal with compensation. And then we also have the National Cemetery System. Something a lot of veterans don't know is, is if you if you are really served, that you can be buried for free in a national cemetery along with your spouse. So these are all different things and benefits that the veterans often just don't know. Um, so that being said, though, is, you know, trying to make sure veterans, we're connecting them to people who can help them to figure out what is it that they, they've earned in their service to their country. What we'll do is link that website that Russ mentioned in the show notes for this episode, as well as, of course, uh, connect connections, links to Summit Point as well. And uh, you can click through and get more information that way. Russell Bell, Battle Creek VA, Michelle Pascoe, Summit Point in Battle Creek. Thanks to you both. Thank you. Thank you.